And we are recording. Wait. You can can you hear me? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can't hear you. Hello. Can you hear me? There. Okay. There we go. I got you. Okay. Sorry. Right. I should have said that. Okay. Let me grab the box of wine and then I'm ready to go. Alright. Okay. Also got to pull up my notes. I'll take this opportunity to plug in my computer. This whiskey is greatly improved with a little bit of water. Sometimes that's just sometimes that's just the deal. Okay, I think I'm ready. <clears throat> Did you want to share your monitor? No. Okay. Okay. Good morning. Welcome to Crime Talk BK here on Radio Free Brooklyn. I'm your host, Joanna Pervich, along with Megan Duffy. Good morning. And, you know, it messes with me that all of these shows are pre-recorded because um, it's actually almost seven <laughs> in the evening it is even you have a cocktail today so that's exciting yes uh if i start slurring my <laughs> words please forgive me i am really paying it hard for once i have a tall boy mighty cascade brute ipa it mm -hmm. is a uh micro from a microbrewery here in louisiana i think oh no it's from maine that's fine. Close. Close. It's, <laughs> uh, it's from Kennebunkport Brewing. And I think this beer is really cool. They're also not paying me to say this. I just like this beer. I'm kind of drunk. So they uh, use champagne mash. Oh, that's the starter for the beer. And that's so why, that's why they call it brute. That's delish. And so it's kind of a floral and bright. You know, and so as far as an IPA goes, it's actually not that hoppy because it's so balanced. And then I have this whiskey mm -hmm. <laughs> that is um, one of the only distilleries that was allowed to operate during Prohibition, and it's because they said it was medicine. Uh, but so because it was allowed to operate during Prohibition, it is 150 proof. They're basically like... Let's pack all the alcohol into mm -hmm. this bottle. Sounds delish. Yeah, it is because it's really like herbal, you know. Um, it has kind of a weird flavor for whiskey. I, I Like if someone served it to me at a bar, I'm not sure if I would know what to expect. Don't put Diet Coke in it. Mm -hmm. uh, but I am sitting real pretty 
right now. Good. I, I'm just drinking my Boda Box Malbec. Nothing special. <laughs> Nothing special today. It's like I'm at like the point in the night where I want to like take your cigarette and just start chain smoking it. One of these days we'll be back in the same state where we can do that. That sounds wonderful. Um, the plan at the moment is to come back mid-October. I think that's when I'm going to Minneapolis for a month. Oh. <laughs> but I'll be back because I have to. Because I have a house to, uh, babies to take care of. But yeah. It's all arranged. I just don't know when I'm going yet. <clears throat> I'm subletting my apartment to my friend who's going through a divorce. Mm. Um, That's great for you. Not for them, but good for you. Uh, lots of conflicted feelings about that one. Uh, but he sent me a photo of Ashton's office that they converted into. He converted it into a second bedroom so that my other friend can stay there. And it's like floor-to-ceiling boxes. They hung up like a tarp. It's like a room divider because it's like a railroad yeah. style. Yep. And I'm looking at this and I'm like, oh man, like. <laughs> are they? Are they both dudes? Yeah, they're batching it. Okay, that explains <laughs> everything. And so uh, I look forward to coming back to my apartment and finding three of their boxes like wedged above the closets. You know, because there's no way they're going to be able to get all their stuff out before we get back. There's going to be, like, miscellaneous pad items floating around. Well, look at it this way. Uh, having a body in the house keeps the critters away. That is true, yeah. And um, I'm going to ask him to go grocery shopping for us right before we head back so we have a full fridge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, anyway... Um, Today, I have a very scandalous story coming out of Brazil, actually. Oh, you want to do that one? Okay. Yeah. And then, so, this is the cult, murder, political career of Flordelis dos Santos de Souza in Brazil. I'm excited because I have not really read anything about it yet. It's wild. And it's funny because it has, like, not really been covered that much outside of Brazil, which in some ways is understandable. I'm sure that Brazil does not care about our serial killers. But the story is gold. It's, like, Tiger King-level amazing. It is. It's got 55 kids and... Like, it, now, we have to freely admit on the show that both of us belong to several murder and crime-related Facebook groups, so my pages have definitely been swarmed with the story. I just haven't got around to it yet. But it is wild. And then, of course, um, election season is right around the corner, as in, like, basically here. Mm -hmm. And so I have, like, a little bit of stuff on Donnie T hanging out with Bob Woodward. <laughs> Okay, so I've got, I've just got the list of criminals that have currently been indicted and or convicted from the Trump campaign. Because um, we all, well, Steve Bannon was arrested at the end of last month for uh, starting the We We Are the Wall campaign, which is such a bullshit, uh, whatever. <laughs> it's so, so, so sad. They needed money to that. So, okay, well, 
just to recap, they they this was a GoFundMe type campaign, and they got like twenty five million dollars to build a wall. To build the wall, except that the money didn't go to build the wall. The money went to go build their houses and their yachts and their all that shit. But also, what's the state of our government that um, you were like, oh, woe is me. Congress won't pass my bill. I'm going to start a GoFundMe. It's like, can we please have that for health care? I would totally, like, give you 10% of my paycheck each month. I mean, yeah, what am I paying for? What's my what's my health care premium going to if I can't get health, you know? Like, uh, yeah, so this year... Uh, flu shots are coming around, and I haven't been in the office since March, nor in the city for that matter. And they're like, Are "You gonna come into the city for your flu shot?" No. Uh, yeah, I mean, like that's thoughtful. Thank I'm you. gonna go to CVS where it's five bucks. It's 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 free because I it'll cover my insurance. will cover it, but but like, I'm not. Do, do you understand the logic and what you're asking me? I don't I think we'll all get the flu this year with all those masks. Uh, well, you, it's, it turns out that you don't get sick at all when you don't leave your house. Ever. I have like 100 hours of sick time that I have to take. So I'm negotiating with my people to figure out how I can use that. Because they're only going to allow me to roll two weeks over. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So... Uh- I have a um, public information announcement. Mm. Give it to me. You're supposed to get your flu shots, like, the last week of September or early October. Now would be better. No. They say that if you get them too quickly, then they won't last in your system at the end of flu season. So you're supposed to try to wait a little bit. Because the the um the earliest flu shot available um, is usually not super effective by the end of winter. Interesting. Oh well, that explains why I got the flu in February. Yeah, but it also takes two weeks for the shot to start working, so you have to time it a little bit carefully. But that's what I've always been told: is um, you want to wait until like late September or early October. But, like, don't wait past mid-October. You're going to get the flu. Yeah, these are... Yeah, the office has set it up for uh, the end of this month. I will... I don't know. Part of me wants to go, like, every six months to get one. Because I've had the flu in the summertime, and that is no fun. That sucks. No fun. Well, and now, also, it's going to be so terrible because the, the flu test is a swab up the nose... Right? So now if you get the flu, you have to go in. You have to get a COVID test. You have to get a flu test. It's going to be a little unpleasant. Look, as ladies, we've gone through a lot of other unpleasant things. I would rather get a pap test with, than a COVID With test. swabs. So fuck everybody else. Like, get your swab done. It's fine. Mm-mm. I don't want to touch my brain. <laughs> it's not going to scratch your brain. <laughs> I've gotten so many COVID tests at this point. Have you had one yet? No. That, see, that's why you don't care. Is because you haven't had. <laughs> no, I know exactly what it is. But like, if I started getting sick, I'd go have one. But I have, I have, 
not fallen ill since February. My boyfriend of- had to bribe me with jewelry to get a COVID test. Well, you are, you guys do a lot of like interstate traveling, so maybe. Just once. Well, I guess twice because I had to go to a funeral, but um, I don't know. No, no, I get it, girl. First of all, I hate I hate needles too, but then people laugh at me because of all the tattoos I have. I'm like, it's different. That's different. <laughs> You're not. They're not jabbing me with a six inch needle. <laughs> it's just scratching the surface. So Sorry. my lupus medication, I have to get my partner to give me a shot every week in the leg. Mm-hmm. And I think he takes pleasure in it because if we've been like bickering earlier that day, I feel like he really just like jabs me. Oh, I feel like I'm an EpiPen. With <laughs> Come on. <laughs> um, but it's like an EpiPen where it's just you have to press down on the leg and it'll like click and the needle will go in. Uh, but sometimes I'll catch him and he's like hovering like a couple inches above. I'm like, I don't think you have to. Doesn't <laughs> That's stabbing. That's stabbing. <laughs> anyway, um, I digress. Okay, back on topic. Tell me about, uh, and we had such a nice segue there, too, with your Trump news. There's so much going on, but I wanted to just focus on the criminals that have come out of, you know, the Trump campaign. Um, we could start with the basic you know, non-convicted felons, uh, the Hatch Act violations. And the big one there, for the people that don't know what the Hatch Act is, it's an act that came in 1939. It basically forbids most federal employees, with the exception of the president and vice president, of lobbying for anybody, uh, you know, campaigning for anybody, or using federal property for various... Um, what's my looking for to use federal to campaign on federal property for causes and or people that will further your own party or point of view or what have you just a quick second they talk about that <laughs> parks and rec because leslie's running for city council member while she's in office and she has to step outside off of government property to answer yeah. her calls for the campaign yeah it actually it actually funnels down to local people, too. But the biggest violator of this is fucking Kellyanne Conway. Oh, yeah, She's the worst. And in June of 2019, um, the Office of Special Counsel sent a letter to the president recommending that White House counsel Kellyanne Conway be removed from federal service for repeatedly violating the Hatch Act. That was in June of 2019. She's just resigned as of last month. And really only because her daughter was talking about, talking smack about her on Twitter. Yeah. Yep. So um, it followed a report in March of 2018 where the Office of Special Counsel found that Conway was, quote, a repeat offender for disparaging Democratic presidential candidates while in her official capacity during televised interviews and on social media. President Trump, of course, said the Hatch Act violates her First Amendment freedoms. Have they not read the First Amendment? 
No, well, I don't think anybody's read the Constitution in this whole thing. And that's the first, like, look, it's my life's work. That is not how the First Amendment is applied. i tell you that. Um, there's, okay, so let's, she's just, ugh, I hate her so much. I literally hate her so much. Um, more people we hate. Paul Manafort. Um, I'm keeping my deep, my biggest treasure for last. Uh, Paul Manafort was the, I think, the biggest offender um, up until um, this, the last one I'm going to mention. He was arrested by the FBI after in October of 2017 after being indicted by a federal grand jury as part of the Mueller investigation, which you and I covered, which I think we should revisit because, hmm... Things are things have been changing. Looking a little similar too. To I know. Now, Fancy Bear is on the loose again. No, it's true. I heard it on Rachel Maddow the other night. Um, so the indictment against Manafort in, it was also against Rick Gates. He's another treasure for engaging in conspiracy against the United States, engaging in conspiracy to launder money, failing to file reports of foreign bank and financial accounts acting as unregistered agents of a foreign principal, Russia, and Ukraine, making false and misleading statements and documents filed and submitted under the foreign agent's registration, making false statements to prosecutors, um, and laundering uh, more than $18 million, money he had received as compensation for lobbying and consulting services for pro-Russian and former Ukrainian Prime Minister Viktor Yanukovych. Uh, in February of 2018, he was further charged, along with Rick Gates, with additional crimes involving tax avoidance schemes, bank fraud in Virginia as a separate case. Then, uh, in, let's see, oh, so he entered a not guilty plea in 2018, um, for all of that jazz that I had initially said. And then... In June of 2018, he was indicted for obstruction of justice and witness tampering, along with his longtime associate, Konstantin Kalimnik, who was one of the guys that was mentioned in the dossier, also related to the Trump Tower meeting. Yeah. Uh, yep. Those were the days, though. Oh, God. Simpler times, I guess. I don't know. Um <laughs> he had, uh, Manafort had attempted to convince others to lie about Undisclosed lobbying efforts with Ukraine, pro-Russian government people, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, in March of 2019, he was sentenced to 73 months in prison in the Virginia case, right? Mm -hmm. that, that same day, he was indicted in Manhattan District uh, court, uh, federal district court for 16 charges related to mortgage fraud stemming from the investigation by the Mueller investigation. Unlike his previous convictions, these were levied by the state of New York and therefore a presidential pardon cannot override or affect the sentence in the event of a conviction. So, here's to Cy Vance. Um, they were originally dismissed the reason I bring this up is they were originally dismissed because the federal court was like, well, charges are similar, blah, blah, blah. On August 
27th of 2020, New York County prosecutors looked to reinstate the indictments on the mortgage fraud charges against Paul Manafort. He has been released from jail because apparently he has a heart condition. Oh. So he's riding out his sentence at home. <sighs> God. Um, think about all of those people who aren't white in prison for pot. Yeah, right? I mean, we could talk about Michael Cohen. Like, I'm pretty sure everybody knows about him. His new book is out. I'm kind of dying to read it, but also, like, I want to get off if I give you my money, so I'm looking for a used copy. Again, Rick Gates is... is uh, Rick Gates... You should apply for um, galleys of his book because we're a crime show. I, I do know some... I do know people at the publishing houses. Yeah, you should just ask them if they can send you a copy. <laughs> yeah. A printed publishing house who's like, everyone, he just posts on Facebook. He's like, hey, does anyone want? Mm, I do work for people that represent them. Yeah, get on it. I Use know. Connections. Um, so I did mention Rick Gates. Rick Gates turned uh, snitch, which is why he got, you know, a very light sentence. He basically turned against Manafort. Michael Cohen turned against everybody. Then there's Michael Flynn, who uh, was on the transition team. Um, he was uh, he was in tr- the Trump campaign during the transition team, and the Obama campaign was like, "Yo, your boy's got ties with Russia. It's problematic." And everybody was like, "No, it's not that big of a deal." And um, the DOJ was like, "Yeah, it might be a big deal, but you know, whatever." So the FBI charges him convicts him for lying in the in the Mueller investigation his attorneys say no no whatever he gets charged no it's reversed and this is off from memory sorry he's it's reversed he's charged again he admits it again and then he says um and then he comes back and says uh I'm I didn't do any of this and it's like you lied twice you admitted it twice and now you're asking us to throw out your sentence and his he still hasn't been sentenced this has been going back and forth you've got roger stone that charming piece of shit who's been in politics from the end of time (coughs) something recently didn't he i saw his name pop up on my feed that he roger stone tells trump to bring in martial law if he loses yeah that's be- yeah. Well, Roger Stone's he was sentenced to I, I don't know seven years, and his sentence wasn't it wasn't a full pardon, but it was commuted by the president of the United States because Roger Stone didn't flip the script, right? He didn't rat, so Trump gives them a commutation of sentence. Now I've been saving my favorite one for last because this got bias. I cannot believe this got bias. So, George Nader. Ring a bell? Ralph Nader? George. Mm. Okay, so George Arif Nader, born 1959, Lebanese-American businessman, lobbyist, repeat convicted sex offender. Oh. Yeah. So, this guy, um... He's been in politics for a really long time. Helped free the American hostages in Lebanon after the Contra affair in the 80s. Um, 
he successfully helped broker the Israeli-Syrian peace agreement and the Clinton administration. Um, all these things, right? He's, he's got deep connections in the UAE. And Nat, he was involved in the Trump Tower meeting. Um, he attended the, which was in December of 2016, with Kushner, Michael Flynn, Steve Bannon. Um, and he was at a meeting in the Seychelles with, between the UAE's Eric Prince and uh, Kirill Dmitriev, which is the head of Russian Directive Investment Fund. So he's in all of this. He's in deep. He's named in the Mueller report. The thing that I couldn't believe is that June of this year, he was uh, sentenced to 10 years in prison um, for possession of child pornography, which came out when the feds seized his phone during the Mueller report. Oh, my God. And bestiality. Pictures, yeah. on, pictures on his phone. Whatever you want. But he pled guilty to charges of that and transportation of a minor of a 14-year-old Czech boy to his Washington area home in February of 2000. Oh, my God. How did that get past us? I don't. I think just, like, the fact that you and I are kind of all over the map with work and movements and whatever. This was June of this year. But then also, oh, God, that makes me just so mad. Okay. So. Like, uh, it's like, okay, so you have all of these QAnon people talking about save our children who who vote for Donald Trump. And they're like, oh, Donald Trump's against pedophiles. And then this, and then also him, um, you know, defending Jillian Maxwell. I mean, oh, it just makes my skin crawl. I know. Um, okay, so previous charges include in... 1991, after being convicted of transporting child pornography in Alexandria, Virginia, he was given a six-month sentence in part because he was actively involved in negotiating the release of hostages from Lebanon. Is that how that works? Apparently. In 2003, he was sentenced to a year in prison in the Czech Republic for soliciting underage boys. Um, so because of his high level diplomatic negotiations with Israel, Syria, Saudi Arabia, Iraq and he helped organize Trump's first trip to Riyadh which is Saudi Arabia's capital mm -hmm. the government decided to give him a pass. So you can be involved with a with child sex trafficking as long as you're important. Yes, yeah, it's really fucked up. So I was reading part of his um, 
statement that he made at his sentencing hearing, and he was, I'm so embarrassed. Uh, I'm hope you know I I I hope I'm on the right path now. You know he's got a brother in California and apparently a sister in Lebanon. Like so, he's basically been abandoned. Well, I don't know, like because these people knew he'd been convicted of this shit, and they still let him negotiate these deals. You want to know why QAnon believers believe the shit that they believe is because this shit. Now, I don't believe in QAnon conspiracy theories. I don't believe Wayfair is shipping children in their fucking $10,000 armoires. I do not. But I don't think that this helps the cause by any stretch. Well, I mean, it just kind of blows my mind because it's like there are legitimate conspiracies in every government in the world. This Mm -hmm. is just something that power does. And you have people who are super into looking into conspiracies and they like Never even come close because they're like, oh, well, I like what that guy says on the TV channel that I watch, you know, and it just uh, like there are some behaviors that should transcend bipartisanship. And I feel like being a pedophile is one of those things that everyone should just be universally against. I totally agree. A lot of these pictures, apparently, that he held came from a lot of his Middle Eastern connections. And in his his defense lawyer was saying, well, those are supposed to be a joke. Do you, Megan, do you send pedophile photos as a joke? I don't think so. No. <laughs> I don't find that fucking funny at all. No. I mean, I do. Let's all admit it. I have a real fucking twisted sense of humor. Everybody knows it. That is not part of my twisted sense of humor. That is dark and fucked up. Is what that yep. is. Yeah, that's like you need maybe a therapist and a lot of jail time. Castration. <laughs> I'm down with chemical castration. For repeat offenders. <sighs> For repeat offenders? Oh my god, that's so gross. But it's like interesting because I feel like nobody's talking about that. No one's talking about that. Why did it get past us? It wasn't in the news. You want to know why? Because we're as, we are in such chaos that this most outrageous thing wasn't the most outrageous thing in the news in June. I was going to say, I read The Hill every day. I do too. I follow them on Facebook. I'm like, what's happening? AP. Yeah, we're the door. Watch the press conferences and man, this is what I'm saying. We are so fucked up in the world right now that this didn't make major news. Well, this was a good day to have a tall boy in a shot. Glad you brought your game, girl. Okay, tell me about the cult down in Brazil. Oh, my. I have to collect myself. Uh, well, speaking of people taking advantage of their position. Yeah. Oh, just one more thing. I have a Trump thing that I just want to add. Oh, add do. Yep, do. All right, so Donald Trump thought it would be a great idea to have, it was like a two-hour sit-down interview with Bob Woodward, 
Bob Woodward is the reporter who unveiled Watergate. He already what? wrote one book about Donald Trump where called like Fear, I think, and his next one's Rage. That was very critical of the administration. And Donnie T and his egotistical self really wants to impress this guy because he's an establishment reporter. And Donald Trump is nothing if not obsessed with establishment, which is probably why he hasn't torched New York yet. Um, so no, that's, that's why he, he left New York. Let's not, he's now a Florida resident, so <laughs> later days. Taxes. <laughs> anyway, uh, so it was March 3rd. And Bob Woodward had asked him, like, hey, what's the deal with uh, coronavirus? Oh, no, no, no. This was before that. This was February 7th. February. Mm -hmm. This is when nobody thought it was a big deal. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was in China. And, of course, it's a very big deal for there. Uh, but <clears throat> it was, like, not in the United States. And Trump told Woodward, well, this is deadly stuff. You just breathe the air and that's how it's passed. And also, it's, very, it's a very tricky one. It's a very, very delicate one. It's also really then your strength. Sorry, I uh, stirred a little bit when saying that, but I think that really adds to the authenticity of the quote. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what's happening here? This is Trump in February claiming that it is deadly. That is passed through the air, therefore masks probably help prevent the spread. And this is more deadly than the flu. These are three points that Trump has been fighting against since the get-go for partisan reasons. And um, then, let me see, in uh, May, uh, Trump skewered, the, skewered who? The World Health Organization for, quote, lying about... Sorry, that's not an actual quote. Sorry, I don't know why I did that. But for, for lying about how deadly COVID-19 is. But now we have Trump on tape. Here's the smoking gun that everybody wants to find. Saying that he knew that it was deadly in February, before Valentine's Day. Right? Yeah, I know. And um, so it's just completely inexcusable, you know, like Trump thought that he could... Twist this in a way that would help him win an election. Who knows? Maybe it will. Uh, but, yeah, if there's anybody on the fence out there, I can't imagine why at this point you would be on the fence. If you're on the fence after his comments about the military, then we have problems. If you're on the fence after grabbing by the pussy, I mean... <laughs> well, those are just, you know, like the COVID people are, you know, they're covered in the blood of Christ, so whatever. But... You're fine with him and all his comments about military. Like, you're fine with all of that. These people that go out and defend your freedoms to believe in that Christian bullshit and the blood of Christ. You want, you want that to save? You want that to be saved? Oh, so I know this is turning into a Trump administration episode. I just don't care. But um, today I was actually reading that... You know those um, paycheck tax cuts, or I guess... This, you mean the... Um, yeah, they are uh, like employment, employment tax cuts. 
Yeah, but it's just a temporary... It's not even a cut. It's more of like a delay. It's a furlough. Yeah, yeah furlough. Uh, so the military has to take it, whether they want to or not, right. which is terrible for people in the military because basically it means that you'll be getting a higher paycheck now during COVID and then a much lower paycheck when it's over, like in January when the deal expires. And Trump said if he's elected, he will um, make it a cut and not a furlough so that you don't ever have to pay that back. You don't believe a fucking word this man says. He's bribing people for his vote. I know. I mean, I guess every politician to some degree bribes people because they say, like, oh, we'll do these things for you. But, like, that is, like, pretty gross that he's saying, I'm going to punish you if, I, if I'm not elected. Yeah, well... I mean, I saw, I said that in 2016 that he was going to punish all punish all of us if he was ever elected. No one believed me. No one believed me. Anyway. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> um. So, if you want to hear about another messed up politician who is not from the United States, so hopefully this will make American listeners feel a little bit better because we're not the only dysfunctional country in the world. Um. Let's talk about. Flordelis Dos Santos de Souza. Let's just call her Floor. Floor? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, Floor. Uh, oh, and also, again, like, think Tiger King when you're listening to this. And it will be a Netflix series because if no one else makes it, I will. Okay. All right. So, Floor was born in Rio de Janeiro in 1961. And both her father and brother, um, tragically, died in a car accident when she was 14. And um, I wasn't able to overly verify this, but I saw in one news report say that she grew up in a pretty rough neighborhood in Rio. You know, so she did not have an easy start to life. Uh, But she rallied. She became a teacher and a pastor. And then she decided to adopt everyone in sight. So, um, let me see. To start out with, uh, she had three biological children. And then she adopted five more teenagers. So, five, six, seven. So, that's eight kids. And, um, I mean, eight kids is a big family, but certainly manageable. You know? Like, that's something that you're... You've heard of. Is like she married? Friend. Is she married? Oh, I don't know. I wasn't able to... I don't think she was. And if she was, nobody ever mentions the first husband. Well, no, because... Things get weird. <laughs> Go on. I'll reserve that detail for you. <laughs> oh, this is such a great story. Um, so, in 1994, she adopts... 37 children at the same time. It says a lot about the economic disparity in the country of Brazil, where she's allowed to adopt 37 (coughs) orphans at the same time. But she wasn't even, like, famous yet. Like, she was experiencing, like, moderate success, I guess. I, I know, but, like, 
the state wants them, the state's paying for these children. If she adopts them, the state doesn't have to pay for the children. And, like, a lot of them are teenagers, which I have such respect for people who adopt teenagers because you are bringing a child into your home who's, one, going through puberty, but then, two, probably has some, like, pretty significant behavioral problems because they led a pretty fucked up life to need to be adopted as a teenager. Right. You know, like, that is not what any kid thinks they're going to be doing when they're 15. Um, uh, nor was this story, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, and so Floor has some stuff going on. Um, and I think the thing that really, and, and so this like mass adoption kind of shot her to fame because she's seen all these news stories about how kind and her golden heart. And again, it's like she's really involved with her church. She's actually trying to become a gospel singer. And so this is all really playing into the narrative of, like, the Madonna. She's also kind of attractive, too, right? She's not attractive, so she's got the whole thing going for her. Sure, we'll make a movie out of her. Yeah, why not? And it was, like, one of the highest-grossing films in Brazil that year. Uh, So I want to talk a little bit about her family structure. (laughs) (laughs) So she has, like, the chosen (laughs) one. Oh, God. Okay. And so it's her three biological children and then the first five kids that she adopted are kind of in this inner circle. And the story that I found that first introduced me to this whole messed up story calls it the A-Team. Oh, God. (laughs) And um, one of the kids that she adopts who's part of this A-Team inner circle is named Anderson. She adopts him when he's 14 and she is 30. Make note of that. All right. I know where that's going. That's uh-huh. part of the one one of the things I read and I was like, oh, this needs to be saved for later. <laughs> All right. And so if you have an A team, you need a B team. Varsity needs a JV. All right. So I don't know. The other 50 kids... This is routed up. It's fine. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I guess it is. So the other 37 kids, maybe more, that she does. Because it's 37 kids at one time, not necessarily just 37 kids. Mm -hmm. So the many members of her brood are the B team. And she does not treat them very well. You don't say. I mean, she... uh, Feeds them old spaghetti and sausage, and... Did she actually cook it, or is it just, like, right out of the box? I would like to think that she cooked it, but it does just say pasta, so there's a part of me that just imagines these, like, 12-year-old, 13-year-olds eating dry... Dry noodles. ...or something. Yep. But they're being abused. Neglected at best. Right. Um, so then while all of this is going on, she gets this huge movie deal. And the actors, all none of them take a salary. And every dime that is made off of that movie goes directly to her. So for all these kids, it's not going to the kids. It's going to her, like, six chosen ones, right? So they're leading a very oh. good life. 
and her wardrobe and her garage and all kinds of things. Like, I mean, like, it doesn't. She's a gospel singer. She has a. She has to present herself correctly, right? It doesn't matter. She still loves her fucking Birkin bag. Come on. Those are like $25,000 a piece. She's going to get herself at least a couple of those. So, that's kind of all going on. And then things get weird. <laughs> okay. Can we put an er at the end of that? Weirder. Weirder. <laughs> Weirder. So weird by comparison. Uh, we have incest. So her bio daughter, Simone, falls in love with adopted brother, Anderson, who is the person that we mentioned earlier who's adopted at 14. Technically uh, he, not incest by law. Uh, sure, but if you... Still fucking creepy. Yeah, I'm like, you grew up with him. 14, that's not that old. Fucking creepy. It's so, like some weird... You know, fourteen like Victorian English novel. It's very fucked up, but yes, okay. Uh, but that's her daughter Simone. So they fall in love when they're teenagers, and they break up. And Anderson leaves Simone for for Dallas mother. Yeah, we have none of his complex going on here. So let me uh, remind you uh, that Anderson is now 21 and Fordellis is 37. Mother. Now she's mother. Just well, like yeah, my and, Yeah, and the mom. You know, I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff folded into this one. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and so rumor has it that they may have had a throuple situation between Flo, her bio daughter, and her adopted son. <gasps> so there's the incest. It is just. If Flo is having a throuple with her fucking daughter, that's abuse. It is gross. There are some photos. I mean, it's abuse. abuse. You don't put your hand there on your daughter. Please don't. I don't. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to see. It's kind of. Uh, it's on the waist, but it's a little. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Yeah, so that's going on, and then I think that kind of peters out, so it's just Flo and Andy hanging out, and Anderson at this point is becoming a pretty prominent evangelical pastor, and they're both just making ha- money hand over fist, because um, Flordellis, after her, after the movie about her, her um, gospel singing career really takes off, and she is like, selling just a ton of albums, wildly popular. They are seen as a power couple in Brazil. And, uh, yeah, again, it's kind of like the Inner Circle's doing great, JV team, not so good, all this stuff going on. Um, Later, after a significant event that we'll get to, and all this stuff starts to, like, come out in public, um, one of the kids who was on the B team... Uh, says that when he was adopted, he went through this, quote, initiation process where he had to dress in white. He was locked in a room. He was only given rice and vegetables to eat. He had to write songs in his blood. Okay. Uh, he had to be, and, and, he had to be purified 
by sleeping with Flo. Ah! Yeah. Oh my we God! We're going back. Sexual. We're going back to the. We're going back to the Jim Jones jungle with that shit. That's some crazy shit. Uh huh. Yeah. So Curtis, she has a little sex cult around her out of her adopted children. Oh, that's so <laughs> much worse, though. Um. So uh, apparently, no. either people didn't know about her, it wasn't a bad big deal back. Then. Um. I personally didn't know about it. Uh. But. She runs for Congress, and she wins representing Rio in 2018. So she's representing the state of Rio, Rio de Janeiro. So she's the... Um, she's a congresswoman. She's the Jim Jordan of Rio? Okay. So if he didn't adopt kids, he just sexually abused them. Or knew about it. We're not sure. Moving on. Anyway, um, in 2019, for some reason that's just incomprehensible... Anderson wants a divorce. And, um... I don't know why. I I mean, she gave him everything. A a good life. A girlfriend. A thruple. Like, what's to not want? So, anyway, um... So, Fridella's possibly doesn't want a divorce for several reasons. Um, Anderson is in charge of the money. He's going to probably argue that he deserves half of it because, I mean, let's be honest, he did make half of it as a popular pastor. Um, so he's probably also worried about tarnishing her reputation as a God-fearing woman, clearly. Um, also, could I add that, um, I don't know what the divorce laws are in Brazil, but if they were anything like they used to be in most of the United States, you have to outline why you want to leave. It's not just no fault. Yeah. So there's going to be a public airing of a lot of dirty laundry. For sure. Right. And it sounds like she was just worried about losing her status, honestly. Uh, you don't say. So- really? <laughs> So it can't just be about her. That doesn't make any sense. So instead of a divorce, she decides to kill him as if that won't bring more everything onto her. I mean, as you do. (laughs) So uh, Fridellis and her bio daughter, Simone, who again is Anderson's ex and a member of the throuple, tries to poison him. Uh, but instead, she tr- they try to poison like his drink or something. But instead, um, a bunch of the other adopted children drink it, and they all get sick. Fortunately, everybody's okay. That attempt didn't work, or else you'd have like twenty homicides on your hand. You don't know <laughs> that. Uh, so, in but then it's like shockingly, one day he's just walking around and he gets shot during a mugging. In front of his house. Okay, wait. In front of his house? Yeah. It's Versace style. Who the fuck gets mugged right in front of their house? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I did not spend a super long time researching this, but it sounds like that's what happened. I mean, look, okay, we all, I know Brazil tends to be a very violent place because of the poverty versus, uh, you know, the money versus the poverty, like the income gap. I totally get it. No one's going to shoot you in front of your house. He was shot 30 times. 30 times in front of your house. 
Thanks for the mugging. Anyway. You know, I love this detail, but like he was shot mostly in the groin. Oh! That smells like the daughter, if you ask me. Oh, sorry, I can't be this gleeful over murder. It's unseemly. It's not gleeful. It's it's not. We're not gleeful over the murder. It's the ridiculousness of this whole thing. It's, like, where the fuck did you think that you, you you're not gonna get off with this? What is wrong oh, with you? He doesn't. Uh, all right. So, just to be clear, something. we're not gleeful over the murder. It's the absolute absurdity over this whole thing. Just so we're clear. So, Fordellis does this interview, and she's all boo-hoo, so sad, and mm-hmm. I mean, is feeling, like, a little bit kind towards her, but at the same time, they're like, this doesn't pass the smell test, and so conspiracy theories abound, um, <laughs> which... Oh, <laughs> tell me. Tell me one. Give me one. Oh, well, I actually don't know any of them. Oh. Uh, all right. I'll dig some up. In Portuguese. Uh, but I imagine they make Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> I will dig some up, have them Google translate it, and report back next week. Like, <laughs> I, we need to know. Was it was the Jesus from on high that came down oh, and killed him because he was a sinner God. and decided to leave his wife? Probably. You're going to get Probably. struck down, down by lightning. I anyway. don't believe so. If it hasn't happened already, it's not going to happen. So... This past month, police have released information that Simone and most of her chosen children were trying to kill him. Shocking. Um, so the robber was actually Bio San Flavio, who uh, brought a who bought a gun from that didn't come out right. Who bought a gun from adopted son Lucas. Keep in mind, this is a congresswoman, okay? So, so, one son bought a gun from another son. Yeah. And then shot him 30 and times. And shot the third son 30 times. This is Shakespearean. I know. It's so oh. crazy. So good. I need a docuseries about this. And again, it's like nobody deserves to be murdered. These kids are all... Clearly, oh. very heavily abused. But, like, oh my God. I didn't think I would live in such a time where something like this would happen. Um, I also believe that this would have happened whether COVID was happening or not. So, <laughs> this was happening anyway. Oh, and it gets, it gets crazier because um, she has parliamentary immunity by being a member of Congress. So Congress has to have an official vote to kick her out, so that they can, so that the police can arrest her, which they then do. I know. I'm. I was. I'm kind of. Hi, Bu. Uh, I'm kind of wondering. Is that actually happening in our country? Because there's a lot of congressional people that should be arrested that aren't. Oh, no. I don't know. I don't think this is official here. And also, your cat looks just as shocked. I know. No, Beulah, look, she always looks like that. She's got these big, like, my other cats have, like, these gorgeous, like, long, slanted cat eyes. And Beulah's, like, just, like, Mrs. Whiskers from from Frankenweenie. Her eyes are just, like, <laughs> these huge, round things with these tiny pupils. She's just, just like, what's up? Chasing shadows. 
So she is kicked out of Congress, and then Simone is arrested because Simone's the daughter who also helped plan the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, prosecutors also um, describe a quote vicious family row uh, where um, the Souza's. Okay, so where. Anderson uh, was blocking her from giving preferential treatment to her children. So basically, he's like, you know what? It's kind of fucked up that we have all these that you have all these kids that you adopted that you're not like feeding. Yeah, I mean that's problematic. So he was trying to like do the right thing, and she's like, I don't know, I've got to kill you. <laughs> um, yeah, and. Apparently, her kids tried to poison him six times uh, before they went to the shooting route. This, okay, so this also, not to get sidetracked, but this also reminds me of um, the Elton John of the Arab world. Um, I've heard of that. Oh, no. My, that's what my sister and I call him. We call him, what's his name? Uh, Momar Gaddafi, the Elton John of the Arab world. Or he had that lady army that followed him around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they would, like, poison people and shoot people and, like, yeah. Yeah. And it's just, like, so crazy, though, because I feel like some of this must have been lightly public knowledge before then. But, um... At least rumor. At least rumor. But, but it's really funny because as soon as he got murdered, kids started to come forward. And it was like a shit show, rebellion, stab you in the back, like, stuff about, like, the sex cult came out this past summer during the investigation. It's just, I don't know, you have, like, 40 people that hate your guts, so. They initially loved you for rescuing them from that, you know, that that shitty existence that they were living, and then you subjected them to all of this crazy abuse almost off the bat they were you know they were second class citizens in their own family like why wouldn't they turn on you when the leader of the first class of the family is now dead you really didn't think this through no and that's about where we are now um Flo has been arrested, and I think she's awaiting trial. I'm sure we'll hear more of this, because this is just <laughs> to not deserve an update. Oh, I know. Uh, and I know. in several years, we'll get a docuseries. <laughs> oh, no, I'm pretty sure someone's working on it. <laughs> sure. right Probably the British. The British, because they make the best television. Not for nothing. So I think that we're actually over time. Um, this we is are, and I, I want to suggest, and you can cut this out of the final version if you want to, but I want to suggest that we post this whole thing on iTunes. So we'll cut it for radio, and then I'll post the whole thing on iTunes. What do you think? I am so okay with that. Okay, so I think that's what we should do from now on. We just need to coordinate which songs we post. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about this after. I have to wrap up the show. No, I know. I'm telling you. That's what I want to do from now on. I want to post, like, the raw on iTunes. Cool. Cool.
Well, I think that's all for Crime Talk BK. Uh, join us every Saturday from 11 a.m. to noon. And we'll talk to you next week. Later days. <laughs>